schedule a visit or call with your doctor. Sponsored by AbbVie. Do you like yelling at technology? Listen anytime on your smart speaker. Just tell it to put on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. KKGK Las Vegas. Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmark. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. One-timers on news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. We'll bring you up to date with some things happening on the ice tonight in the National Hockey League. Vegas Golden Knights are off. They will return to action tomorrow night against the Edmonton Oilers, hosting uh, Connor McDavid and company, coming off a 3-1 defeat against the St. Louis Blues last night. So we'll get into rating that one. Uh, it was a strong game by Robin Leonard. Uh, we will also uh, talk about uh, a call-up that was made today. A recall from the Henderson Silver Knights uh, in Danil Miramanov after it was uh, learned that Alec Martinez had to leave last night's game with uh, a suspected injury that uh, they're still learning their way about. Uh, there was an appointment today uh, with a doctor for Alec Martinez. Should know more about uh, his availability in the coming days tomorrow when Pete DeBoer greets the media uh, ahead of the middle game of this three-game homestand. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. The VGK Insider Show continues. We have like a cast of thousands in the uh, Finley Chevrolet <laughs> studio. Like for Chad leaves mid-show. Yeah, yeah. Justice comes in. And sure. I haven't even met you. Hi, I'm Kira. Hi, Kira. Hi. Uh, nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Kira comes in. She spends the whole first hour. Neither one of us introduce ourselves. And, and until That's more we... on you. Oh, yeah, totally on me because I wanted yeah. it to be a radio bit. So Kira is now operating the VGK Insider Show for the first time ever. Are you nervous? Uh, a little bit. My palms are sweaty, but it's okay. Really? We're, yeah, we're just doing it. It's Don't fine. Worry. There's not a chance you can screw this up worse than the guy that you replaced <laughs> like if you pay half an ounce uh, of attention to what we talk yeah. about then you're fine wallace cool. am i on on board with that the, there are no lies being told right no, now no lies being told uh let's get into rating last night's uh performance against the st louis blues it's a brand new rating scale kind of uh diving into this one as we go along it's uh, all about uh spice and peppers and hotness uh we've it's, got it's uh, really it's really fun to hear you try to explain this. Ooh, Keep going. How do you explain it? I mean, it, you know, it, you're doing a great job. It's hotness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, bell pepper is one. Jalapeno, mm -hmm. two. Like, I can't eat a bell pepper, and that's like <laughs> a, a one out of five. Jalapeno is a spicy. two. Three is a habanero. Uh, four is a ghost pepper. And the greatest game of all time would be a yeah. Carolina Reaper. Uh, mm -hmm. Where do you go? Really? I gotta, you gotta yeah, turn Carol it. Carolina Reaper is delicious. Like, oh the taste good. of it. The, if you get past the heat, which is hard, the taste Boom. is great. Like, I couldn't handle a jalapeno, and a Carolina Reaper that's, is three or four ahead of it. Darren, that's embarrassing, buddy. It is. Um, <laughs> I, I find table pepper too spicy. Black pepper is <laughs> yeah. too spicy for you? Uh, Seriously? Yeah. I find chunky peanut butter too spicy. 
Oh, okay, man. that's a lie, right? You're <laughs> yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a yeah, lie. A little goodness. bit of a lie. Where, what do you got there, Wallace, for your rating of uh, Game 3, the 3-1 loss with an empty netter uh, to the St. Mm. Louis Blues? Okay, this one, uh, for me, it's a better effort, obviously, than than the LA Kings game. It, it, it certainly was a step in the right direction in the process. I loved a lot about Robin Leonard's game. Um, I, I did like the fact that the Golden Knights were able to generate some offense in this game, but you have 18 giveaways in a hockey game. I can't really put you any higher than a jalapeno. Like To me, mm-hmm. this is a two out of five. Yes, the process was better, but it can be a lot better for the Golden Knights moving forward. It, it's a two out of a five. It's a jalapeno for me. You throw a jalapeno out there, and I start having these images of picking those things off my nachos. I just, ugh, ugh, like, I just get scared. Such a bad like, play. I've, I've actually uh, live a little, buddy. Bite into one of those. I'm going to go three. Uh, have an arrow uh, because of the first game without the big wingers. Uh, we didn't really know what to expect, and we saw a really close game that was there for the taking until the to the latter parts of the uh, the contest, in which they they had a chance to tie it up. Uh, it was they scored first. Uh, they had a first period lead and. Uh, they didn't trail until into the third period. Uh, I, I didn't mind the effort. The goaltending was really encouraging, and the play of the top line with the Misfits uh, was was awesome. And seeing Alex Petrangelo do what he did last night and grab that game, uh, I I liked everything about it except the result, which is why I go uh, three uh, out of five with a habanero. I have no idea what a habanero looks like. We have to get it like a one of those Denny menus where I can see pictures of it. What They're is tiny. your fascination? Really? What's your fascination with having to know what it looks like, though? I don't understand. Education. It's Purely. just degrees of heat. I know, but just uh, it might influence me a, a little bit as well. Uh, news and notes: uh, We've got one timers coming up in just a little bit, but we got a two out of five with a jalapeno and a habanero, which is three out of five. Uh, last night's uh, call uh, rating for the VGK loss to the St. Louis Blues. Do you agree with us? Uh, let us know. Uh, give us uh, a little reach out on Twitter. We have uh, also an injury to report in Alec Martinez, who left the game in the third period last night, did not return. Uh, saw the doctor today, had some tests, uh, Pete DeBoer said. Uh, we'll know more on him uh, tomorrow. But a recall was made to the Henderson Silver Knights, and uh, partly because all the injuries with Henderson, who were up in Canada for a weekend set against uh, Abbotsford, uh, and partly because he put himself in the mix because of a strong exhibition schedule. But Daniil Miramanov uh, is up with the Vegas Golden Knights. For me, it, it's not that surprising, and and you know we've we kind of hashed it out in the first in the first hour, but. For when you look at a team that is is struggling to find offense, or they're looking to see where some of the slack from Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, that offensive production can come from. If you're looking at a guy that you know through preseason and and early on with the Henderson Silver Knights has proven an ability to get to the net and get pucks there and score goals, Miramanov's been the guy. So I think this is a, a nice reward for a really strong preseason, a really strong camp, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I think Miramanov's playing tomorrow. I, I don't think that he will. But if he finds himself into a game, all it is is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to go out there and do what you did in the preseason here in the regular season. He's a 24-year-old former forward who yeah. transitioned over at the urging of Igor Larionov uh, when he was 16, 17 uh, years old. 
but he's also a player that uh, that played his minor hockey in the greater Toronto area and played a little bit of junior uh, there before uh, suiting up in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He's got some strong English. He's great. And then he went back uh, over to Russia and has played in the KHL and the VHL as well as the, the Czech League. So he's he's been all over the place. He's been exposed to uh, tons of different coaches. And the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights brought him over at the back end of last season after he finished his season in the KHL with Sochi. And he's got some some offensive gifts about him. He's never played in the National Hockey League in an NHL game. And this, this after a great preseason, is ahead of schedule and maybe a little unexpected. Here is uh, Daniil Miramanov on how he found out about his promotion. I was, uh, I was packing my stuff for the trip yesterday and I was talking to my mom and dad and I just received the message. I, at first, I thought uh, like something happened with my visa, with my passport, because like we were, uh, I was kind of late getting it, and then I, I saw the message. So I was, uh, I was going to practice here this morning, so it was good. Yeah, 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 they were, they were pretty shocked too. So they were just waking up. So he talks to his parents, and he's packing for the road trip to go to Abbotsford, the American Hockey League uh, weekend, yeah. and he's yeah. told he's going to go up to the National Hockey League. That's pretty cool that he just happened to be on his parents with his parents so he said goodbye to his parents took the call thought it was about his visa nope you're going to the national hockey league calls his parents back and uh and goes through that so uh, I, I love how it it's structured and centered around mom and dad yeah 100 percent. and it's it's a cool thing that he gets to share that moment and that experience with uh with his mom and dad and you know it's a, a big opportunity again i I, I don't expect him to play tomorrow based on, you know, what we saw from the Golden Knights in practice today. But I, I do think that if if you need to make a change or you are looking for offense, he's the type of player based on some of the reads that he made in the preseason. Um, if you want to push the pace, if you want to look for offense, especially from the back end, get him into a game. See what he has. I, I don't know that, that I... I think that game is against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and the high-powered Edmonton Oilers. It wouldn't be fair. But it, no, it wouldn't be. But, you know, the, the New York Islanders, that, that poses an opportunity, I think, if, if you're, you're trying to get Miramanov into a regular season game. The Islanders can counterattack for sure, but they're, they're not as potent offensively as the Edmonton Oilers, and that would probably be the game that I would lean toward putting Miramanov in. Uh, because uh, the team's... The American Hockey League team, the Henderson Silver Knights, are on the road this weekend. Uh, first trip to Canada. Uh, you had to make this move preemptively uh, just in case the news is is not great on Alec Martinez and you want uh, somebody there uh, for uh, just safety purposes. Uh, Dylan Coughlin, we anticipate, will go in against the Edmonton Oilers uh, tomorrow night as that sixth defenseman. Uh, I caution you about uh, just thinking that this is going to happen with Miramanov this weekend. I'm not meaning you directly, Wallace, mm-hmm. but everybody, because during the during the preseason there was a real big push after mm-hmm. he had the the back to back games with goals yeah. uh, to to find a way to get him into the mix. Defending is still going to be uh, an evolution for Miramanov. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, Ahak's out, uh, Bischoff's out, uh, uh, Korzak's out uh, right now. They're they're decimated by injuries. Uh, he's next man up, but there's still some progress that has to be made in his game. That's not to say that you can't find lightning in a bottle and mm-hmm. he he gets his opportunity through injury or performance 
uh, related uh, adjustments, and he he goes in and scores again. It's kind of kind of the way he's done it so far. Is when he gets his chance, he scores. The, this past weekend, the Henderson Silver Knights played their season opening two games against Colorado Eagles. The the Vegas Golden Knights coaching staff went to that Friday night game at Orleans Arena, and Miramanov put on another show. And mm-hmm. after watching him score in a pair of exhibition games. With him in the lineup, Peterbor watches from the stands as Mirmanov does it again. It's hard to ignore that type of accumulation of, of production. Yeah, you can't ignore it. And, you know, what it's doing right now for Mirmanov is it's putting him in a position to get an opportunity right. if one arises. Now, as you mentioned, Dylan Coughlin, I would expect, is going to go in. Dylan Coughlin is, is an NHL player. He's this team's seventh defenseman. I don't think there's any arguing that whatsoever. But based on just a number of different factors that we've seen already this year, whether it be injury, whether it be COVID protocol, illness, whatever, what have you, uh, Daniil Miramanov has, with his play in the preseason, with his play in the American Hockey League so far early, put himself into a position where he's the next guy up. If there is an opening, if there is a need, he's the guy. And all it takes is to continue to progress and to continue to do what has, has given you this opportunity. And that's produce. And, you know, you're not expecting a defenseman to score every single night, but in the case of Daniil Miramanov, that's really all he's done since he's been here and played games for the Golden Knights organization. I'm slightly shocked. That it's worked out this way because the yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights are are as deep as anybody that you're going to find with a roster. Uh, mm-hmm. the The number of jobs that were available in training camp was one, like really, was one, and that was for the thirteenth forward. Yeah. But injury up front created a fluid situation, and then you go into the preseason on the back end, and you're just giving guys a look. An opportunity. Just get, you don't want to play. You've got seven preseason games. You don't want to play all your your, your veterans in every game. So you, you finally get an opportunity in Pete DeBoer and uh, management to see these guys play in a National Hockey League-ish environment. Mm-hmm. And Mirmanov stole the show. And he made them. He's forced the issue with this. With If it's a year ago, not a chance he gets this shot. No. Because there was no preseason games. He went out there in those back-to-back preseason games, and it wasn't just that he scored. It was how he did it. A little flair, jumping into the play, making plays, high-skilled plays. Mm-hmm. It wasn't floating them in from 75 feet through 16 pairs of legs, which would mean too many men in the ace. But <laughs> it, he was, he was making well. plays. Mm-hmm. And... It's awesome to see a player in this organization with so few jobs work his way into that position. So good on him. It's a good story. And he's it, also my favorite player because he's he's an awesome interview. He's no, he's a great interview. Um some of his some of his walk offs in the preseason with Dan Duba and Gary Lawless were just absolutely phenomenal. And He's got a great head on his shoulders, and and you know it, it's funny when you've got a player that is turning heads, that is performing in those those you know showcases. You would expect maybe a little bit of flair, but for for Miramanov, he he kept bringing it back to. I know there's a lot that I need to work on. It's nice to score. I like to be in this position, but ultimately, 
I need to make myself into a well-rounded defenseman. That's how I'm going to play in the NHL. Also talked about uh, playing uh, on the same team as Evgeny Dodonov mm-hmm. and said it's an honor to be on yeah. uh, the same club as Dodonov. And everybody knows who Dodonov is, and here he is. He's going to be with the same group. We'll see how much... Uh, action he gets into we don't know the extent of the situation as it relates to the injury with alec martinez we'll keep an eye on that and we'll talk to pete tabor tomorrow at the morning skate ahead of the game against the edmonton Oilers, and we'll be able to bring you that news uh when we're at t-mobile arena tomorrow night four to six at section 104 the unbeaten to date Edmonton Oilers, who put their 3-0 record on the line tonight against the Arizona Coyotes, up against the 1-2 and Vegas Golden Knights. Pete DeBoer was asked today if he thinks it's a big game. Well, I thought the answer today did a great job of walking that line between putting too much emphasis on tomorrow night while still acknowledging that there's something at stake against the Edmonton Oilers in Game Four for the VGK. No, I, I think I think well, it's a big it's a big game. I think in that we want to take another step here with our own game. You know, like I said, for me, the results uh, aren't as as important as the process and and getting our game back. You know, I, I think when you watch a tape in LA last night. Um, you know, and it shouldn't be unanticipated with new guys and young guys and early in camp. But, uh, you know, we, we've got to work harder for our support all over the ice, uh, especially defensively. So, um, you know, I want to see us take strides in those areas. Um, is it a big game? You know, I don't know. The, the, the two times I've gone to the Stanley Cup finals, we were a, a seven seed one year and an eight seed or a six seed the, the other year. Um, I think we saw last year with, uh, you know, the importance of the President's Trophy. Uh, you know, both of us got beat by Montreal, or we beat Col- Colorado and then Montreal uh, beat us. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's too early to, to be talking about, uh, you know, those type of goals. I think we want to get our game in the right place here right now. A couple of little notes uh, on to piggyback off uh, what Pete DeBoer said. Uh, I, I, I always forget about the New Jersey Devils run to the Stanley Cup final. I know it happened against your L.A. Kings. Yeah, I don't. But that one's kind of just uh, always just uh, fades back. The New Jer- the San Jose one, that's front and center. The New Jersey one's like, oh, yeah, right. They, they did that. Marty Berger, last uh, trip to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, number two, uh, he will not be the spokesperson for the uh, importance of the President's Trophy ever. Uh, I think that's fairly evident uh, through that uh, through that commentary. And you get to, yeah, it's tomorrow's important. One, you, you can even your record at 500. Uh, you're playing a division rival, uh, so that's important. You have this specific division uh, to, to win those games within your division uh, is important. You already uh, fell to the, to the Los Angeles Kings. But on the big picture, when it comes to making the playoffs, it's a trickle compared to anything else. I think divisional opponent is kind of the big one for me. It's it's also the best player in the world in Connor McDavid coming in and you know you want to make it difficult, right? Like you want to 
you want the Edmonton Oilers to know that it's not going to be easy coming in without Mark Stone, without Max Pacioretty, because you know you look at those two players and and what the responsibility for Stone would be ordinarily against Connor McDavid. It, it's going to look a bit different for uh, the Edmonton Oilers coming in. That being said, I, I agree with Pete one hundred percent. I I know that this is going to uh, maybe ruffle some feathers. I don't care about the President's Trophy that much, if I'm being completely honest. It's like, a really I, pretty I don't trophy. Think, it's a it's a great trophy. It's fantastic, but I don't think that you know y- your main goal is to win the President's Trophy. If it happens, great, but you don't want to blow yourself out just to to win the President's Trophy and have it turn into something that either puts you at a disadvantage in the playoffs because you you didn't rest or you didn't find that balance between starting the playoffs fresh and as healthy as possible because you were chasing something that ultimately is a nice accomplishment, but it's not the Stanley Cup. And the fact of the matter is the President's Trophy, it means something in that you were the best regular season team, but oftentimes you, you don't get into the Hockey Hall of Fame based on how many President's Trophies you won collectively as as an organization or as a player when you were playing. It's all about Stanley Cups. That's the most mm. important trophy. And for me, I, I love the fact that Pete flat out said, hey, you see the importance of the President's Trophy. We beat Colorado. Montreal beat us. And Montreal, as like an 18 seed, figured out a way to win. So, I, come on. I, I'm, I'm right there. Like I think that's phenomenal, phenomenal work from Pete DeBoer. It's got to be the most successful 18th seed ever. I mean, I don't know if they were, like, legitimately 18th, but I, I think they were pretty bad. Yeah, no, they were. Like, they were 18th. No, was it 18? Oh, I was yeah. I was right on the money. There it is. Yeah, well, certainly Even the when you're most... not trying, you're good. Well, hey, now, one of us has to be good at all times uh, to make up for, well, you know, the Chapmanisms. Who's got the record for most Stanley Cup championships? I mean, I would have to assume that it's the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, 24. Yeah. Any idea who's won the most President's Trophies? It hasn't been around Um, the entire existence of the National Hockey League. Part of me wants to say Montreal, but I'm not going to go down that road, even though I feel like that's the right answer. I'm going to say Detroit. You're right. Twice as many as anybody else with six. Look at me. Look at me. You're uh, you're you're hot right now. Yeah. Nice job. What did you say there, uh, Skippy? I jokingly said the Predators. Oh. Oh wait, no, that was Banner. <laughs> okay. Jared, <laughs> I should have I knew it was something different. I just wasn't yeah. sure. Uh, but the President's Trophy has only been around since the mid '80s. Yeah. which is be uh, before anybody else in this room other than me was born. Uh, the play of the day is something we've instituted uh, this year on the VGK Insider Show. It's the top play from the night before. Most times we'll go with the VGK uh, play if the VGK play, but uh, on those nights where nothing happens on that front or uh, something extraordinary happens or occurs on another, we will uh, look outside the uh, the boundaries of the Vegas Golden Knights. Don't have to do that this time. We go back to last night uh, for the play of the day in the St. Louis Blues victory over the Vegas Golden Knights, but a high point early on for Vegas. Vegas takes it there. Smith ahead with Carlson. Makes the feed. Carlson shot. Rebound. Score! William Carlson stayed right with it. one nothing Golden Knights. Smith to Carlson. For a two-on-one breakaway. That was a heck of a pass by Riley Smith. Yeah. 
No, it was it was a phenomenal play all the way around. Uh, it, the transition from the Misfits, the transition for the Golden Knights, and then the pass on the tape to William Carlson. It's a heck of a save from Jordan Binnington initially to just get a piece of it, but then Carlson following it up. Just a beautiful play. Uh, Binnington was good last night uh, in the victory uh, against Robin Leonard. Like Leonard was the best player in the rink, but mm-hmm. Binnington didn't give up much. And, and you talked about it before the game. The high volume of shots that he faces every time he goes up against the Vegas Golden Knights. I thought last night was going to be the exception. that They wouldn't be able to generate the quantity uh, mm-hmm. of opportunities around the net uh, without Pacioretty and Stone, but that wasn't the case. No, not at all. And, and you know, for, for Jordan Binnington, it was always kind of once the Golden Knights got up to around 35 to 40 shots on goal, that's when you started to see kind of a breakdown, and, and that's when the goals would come for Vegas. Um, but last night, Binnington was really locked in, and, you know, you you got to give him a lot of credit. He was able to fight through some screens. He was He was pretty good in terms of, holding on to pucks, not allowing rebounds to, to really get to dangerous spots for the Golden Knights to pick up. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a player right there that's that's playing for the Olympics more more than anything else right now, and, and you can see it in the way that he's that he brought it last night. Bring you up to date with what's happening around the National Hockey League with one-timers in the next segment, uh, but we uh, also have to acknowledge that Kira's in the studio today operating the BGK Insider Show and uh, has been perfect so far. Jared Justice also helping out uh, in the BGK studio at this moment, uh, Finley Chevrolet uh, BGK Insider Show. Uh, this should also be acknowledged they're here because Chapman's not what's he doing <laughs> what do you mean what he's doing you know what he's doing what what where is he like why did he have to leave halfway he, through the show he's he's, he's got to go show. to Allegiant Stadium buddy he's oh, got to yeah, go beyond the air he's got to be a talent oh okay because he's listening to the program and he's upset that you refer to him as the Chapmanisms I mean, they're Chapmanisms. Like, I know, but he's upset now because he's sending. He's texts. mad at me. Yeah, he's. Oh, did he send a text to the group? Because yeah. I didn't. I didn't yeah. look at it. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not happy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, in fact, he's really sour. He and just said the Chapmanisms. That's I know, it. but it's not. It's not what he said. It's how he said it, and he's not very happy with you. And I think you should be nicer to him. That's rich. <laughs> <laughs> But I do find it amazing that we've uh, done uh, a complete block without any mix-ups at all or interruptions. And and we have Kira, who's operating her first show, with Jared Justice in the studio. And Chapman is listening to the program, waiting for him to be uh, called out, and is responding as we do it. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. One-timers are coming up next. Brought to the near wing. Big shot and he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. Start with the Seattle. Opening up their new building, Climate Pledge Arena, on Saturday night against the Vancouver Canucks. I saw some uh, pictures today. It looks really cool. Yeah. Over a billion dollars. There they didn't even get a new roof. Oh, come on. It'll be great. Like, yeah. I'm excited about it. I am, too. The, the scoreboards at opposite ends, instead of being in the traditional middle of the rink, I'm oh. curious to see what that's going to look like, like, just from a, an experience when I get to go there. But mm-hmm. uh, it's 
It's different. It's unique. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we have uh, the St. Louis Blues, Florida Panthers, Minnesota Wild, Buffalo Sabres among the teams that are undefeated so far. Mm-hmm. Edmonton is also in that group. Uh, you've got uh, New Jersey at 2-0. and Carolina at 2-0. San Jose at 2-0. Who's going to be the last perfect team? Okay. Um, you should never, ever, ever say a team that's currently playing. Why? Uh, when when you do this, but I, I am fairly confident that it will be the Florida Panthers, even though they are playing the Colorado Avalanche, and even though the Colorado Avalanche have a, a ton of shots on goal. Um, Florida's up 2-1 to one on Colorado. Florida's the real deal, in, in my opinion. They're such a good team, and um, I would be... Uh, I'm not taking the bait, and I'm not picking Buffalo for obvious reasons. Come on. Florida. No, no, come on. Stop it. What if it comes stop down it. what if it comes down to Buffalo and New Jersey? Then I'm going New Jersey all day long. Come on. Like Darren, it's yeah. still the Buffalo Sabres. I know, but wouldn't that be the most Buffalo thing? Uh Dave Gosher and I were talking yesterday and we were going back to wasn't Buffalo the first team that ever missed the playoffs a couple of years ago? while still having a winning streak of 10 games or more in the same season. It sounds correct. Yeah, it sounds very Buffalo. So well, for Buffalo to come out and be the last perfect team this year, given everything that's going on around their organization, I think would be so vintage Buffalo. No, it tracks for them because what they do is in October and November, they give their fans hope. And then mid-November to December, they just dash it all away. Mm. Uh, on the subject of the New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes plays on injured reserve. He's got a dislocated shoulder. Mm. Uh, he'll be reevaluated within a week. Um, hmm. Not happy. No, no. It, it was a, an innocent hit, actually. It didn't look like anything massive, but he was. It, it wasn't like you had any had to be a doctor to realize that he had a shoulder injury as he left the ice. Uh, on that night, but that's good. That's gonna that's gonna hurt him. Now, I might have to make a slight amendment to Jack Hughes will have a 30 goal season, mm-hmm. depending on how long he's out. But he's still gonna be a point of, a game guy. Like it, he was phenomenal for the for the Devils early on in the season, and I see no reason for him to to not be able to pick right back up when he gets back from injury. A left shoulder, which is his bottom hand, mm-hmm. as a left-handed shot. Uh, in case you keep track of uh, those kind of things. And some people do. There's some people that just know which hand everybody shoots. Mm-hmm. Are, are you one of those people? Uh, I mean, I I don't know everybody, but I can figure out based on what they shoot. Oh, no, but, but sure. Nadi, you, you bring up, uh, I don't know, Mark Shifley, left-handed shot. Like, uh-huh. Anybody. Nick Kiprios was the same way. It was bizarre how they just could recall which uh, which side uh, just a random player would uh, be shooting. Mark Shifley uh, on the uh, uh, update here is not playing for the Winnipeg Jets tonight in COVID protocol. Thought he might be able to go in for the first game, the home opener for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, who are 0-2-1 to start the season, uh, hosting the Anaheim Ducks tonight. The reason why I thought he might be able to go in is because he tested positive yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. And then was negative last night, and they were gonna. They would obviously get him another test today, so it doesn't sound like that test turned out to be 
the right direction. Sure. Sounds like it was positive, which is negative in the connotations of being able to play. You know what I mean by that? No, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, an interesting uh, situation with the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you, do you like the way they're playing right now without Crosby and Malkin? Does that give you hope? If you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, the way that they've been able to play in games, so for me, like the Penguins, they they just they're they're picking up points. So yeah, like I, if I'm a Penguins fan right now, without Crosby, without Malkin, with Carter unavailable, um, I don't care how they win, so long as they're picking up points. Because I know once those players get back, there's a lot more hope than there was at the beginning of the season. They're they're sort of one of those teams where you look at and go, okay, they they're missing their top players. They still have points in in all four games. It can be done like it, that. That's the kind of performance that the Golden Knights fans can look to and say it's it's not doom and gloom without Patrietti and Stone. Uh, there can be progress uh, more than just tread water. And uh, I like I, I like the inspiration that a, that a team like Pittsburgh can offer up uh, around the National Hockey League. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, and it's no surprise. Um, as I say this, I, I'm quite aware of how ironic it's going to be. It's no surprise Mike Sullivan has, has figured out a way to get the most out of this team with perhaps the least talented roster that he has based on who's out of the lineup. So uh, Mike Sullivan, good hockey coach. Go figure. Uh, Mike Smith will not be in the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers He's been placed on the IR as the Oilers uh, start this road trip, taking on the Arizona Coyotes tonight, and then we'll be in Vegas tomorrow night uh, to face the uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, so Mike Smith is out, and I, I guess they'll go with Koskinen on back-to-back. That'll be uh, an interesting call. Stuart Skinner has been recalled as the backup, and uh, he was great uh, for Bakersfield last year, who defeated the uh, Henderson Silver Knights in that final of the Pacific Division. You know, it, Mike Smith early on, uh, according to your fancy chart that you sent me earlier, mm-hmm. is above league average in terms of goal saved above average. And so, uh, Miko Koskinen, I would imagine goes back to back. I don't think that you're 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 necessarily trying to to change anything there with Koskinen. He has he, he's gotten a little bit of time early on this season so for me i i think the oilers will be okay um you all know how i feel about mike smith uh, i say take as much time as you need to get healthy because mike smith healthy should be able to help the edmonton oilers get to the playoffs and then lose probably in the first round so you're dave tippett you have games on back-to-back nights mm-hmm. traditionally you don't play the same goaltender of both nights but you don't have a veteran to throw in there. Stuart Skinner's played one National Hockey League game in, in the course of his career. Mm-hmm. Do you put him in tomorrow no. night in at T-Mobile? No. no so you go, with, uh, you go with Koskin on both nights? Yeah, I think it'll be ah, That's boring. Uh, come on. You Have gotta you live a little. glove hand? Let's go. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic with that? I'm being serious. Put him in. The it's glove great. hand? Like talking yeah. like the, the glove hand's good? No, no, no. No, oh, yeah. Saying, have you seen his glove hand? Mm-hmm. As in, it's a good thing for the Golden Knights if Koskinen plays. Put him in. Let's go. <laughs> my, my buddy used to call goaltenders like uh, Miko Koskinen 
mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson of goaltending. <laughs> Where's one glove for no apparent reason? <laughs> See, like, I imagined you'd understand I was being sarcastic. I wasn't like, sure. Like, like, Darren. I know. Play him back to back. Which would be a good ins- thing. Would, would insinuate that he's tired. And then I say, have you seen his glove hand? What's worse, a tired Miko Koskinen? Like, what's a bit better advantage for the Vegas Golden Knights? A tired Miko Koskinen or a Stuart Skinner getting a second career appearance in the National Hockey League? Have you seen his glove hand? It's a tired Miko Koskinen every I, single time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Koskinen can play. I, 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 I think he gets a bad rap with the, uh, with the bad glove hand thing. Feel bad for him, like Corey Crawford for a while. Everybody was all over him because he couldn't catch the puck, and then he went out and won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Like, come on, cut the guy some slack. Nothing Although to do with the team in Koskinen did get one of the greatest uh, uh, goodbye presents ever when Peter Shirelli signed into that contract right before he got let go as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Like, incredible goodbye. Uh, do you know uh, who Dylan Strom is? I do. Did Dylan Strom do something over the last two months that I don't know about? Not that I'm aware of. He's a centerman for the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. Well, he's not playing. Yeah. But he's being rumored in every trade proposal out there right now as an amazing. And I like Dylan. He's bigger than people think. He's so skilled. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he can play. But he's not in the lineup for the struggling Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, that's a red flag right there. But yeah. he's being like talked about to, for all these deals, and I don't, I don't know why. I, I mean, like, I don't understand why he's not playing for Chicago. To be honest, like, the problems that I have for the with the Blackhawks are more defensive anyway. But uh, for a team that that's not scoring goals particularly well early on, I I can't imagine why Dylan Strome can't crack that lineup. I'm not sure if it's just a, a philosophical difference with the coach or whatever the case may be, but I, like I'm with you. I think he's a good hockey player. I think he could probably help out that team, and he was expected to kind of be that guy that was going to play with, with Patrick Kane in the absence of yeah, Jonathan Taves. And, but he can't and get in with, that lineup, so why are people talking about him being able to help all these other teams? I I don't know. I mean, it, it, you you can throw the change of scenery argument out there as much as you want to, but this is this is what the second team, third team that Dylan Strome has been on. So uh, you can only go down that road so many times before you start to say maybe the player is just not what we think he is. I like him. I, like I think he's good. Maybe you just got to change your perception of who Dylan Strome is as a hockey player. If it was coming out of Toronto, I would get it because every, like those kind of things happen in <laughs> Toronto all the time. Yeah. Uh, but but out of, out of Chicago is 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 very strange. You think you yeah, think it, that team's in trouble? I thought they were in trouble. Or just a bad start. The season started. Oh, you they're did. Bad. Eh? Yeah, they're not good. You know who's they're in, not a uh, good hockey team. You know who's in uh, the same sort of vicinity, like trouble, like the Chicago Blackhawks. Hmm. Kira. <laughs> what? Kira. No, Kira. Kira's. Clearly better than the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, no, Black no, Hawks. no, no. He's, just, not, he's not talking about my hockey skills. Yeah, no, she just injured herself in the studio. Oh, no. As I we're, doing, as we're the doing this show, all I hear is bang and ow. <laughs> At first, it's, I thought it, you were talking about my dancing skills. You know. <laughs> 
Still better coverage than Seth Jones on a two-on-one. So, Good point. And there it is. And Chapman's uh, sitting in traffic, and Jared Justice had to go out and do some some other things. So uh, we're we're taking care of business here in the studio. Those are one timers for this Thursday, October. I don't know what it is on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell. And now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish. One of those songs where I just... Makes me happy. It's got a good beat to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Carly? Uh, Carly Ray Jepsen. Carly Ray. I always want to call her Carly J. Uh, who picked that song? I did. Oh, good. Nice. I thought it might be. She just, uh, she just met Jared. you, Darren. I just met you. Call me maybe. This is crazy. Uh, Ducks and Jets are tied up at one. Pierre-Luc Dubois has another goal. That's three on the year for the struggling Jets. Carolina Hurricanes, uh, yes, Barry Yemi is back in Montreal, and the Hurricanes have a 2-1 lead on Le Canadien. It's Brady Kachuk's debut tonight. Senators are behind the San Jose Sharks. What's happening with San Jose? Uh, they're off to a good start. And Vegas is one and two. The team that they lost the tiebreaker to for the President's Trophy last year, Colorado Avalanche, not mm-hmm. off to a good start right now at all. And they trail the Florida Panthers tonight, 3-1. And Colorado enters with a record of one and two on the year. Yeah, it, it's been a rough go early on for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, not having Nate McKinnon for a couple of games, certainly not ideal for Colorado. And you're you're not as deep a team as you were last year with you know some of uh, some of the players out the window in, in Jonas Donskoy and Brandon Saad. But I I feel the the Colorado Avalanche will figure it out at some point here. One-timers is the most influential segment on the VGK Insider <laughs> Show because I talked about the puzzlement of uh, why Dylan Strom can't even get into the Chicago lineup, yet mm-hmm. he's being talked about in all these rumors. What happens mm-hmm. right now? He's in the Chicago lineup tonight as the game's just underway against the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, and playing with Alex Debrinkat, so uh, a pretty good player there. Uh, probably going to say that Dylan Strom scores a goal tonight. Do you think Dylan Strom scores a goal tonight? I think Dylan Strom scores a goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida Panthers uh, are a team that just has that confidence about them right now. I, I could see that team having one of those special seasons. Uh, I, I don't. I'm still not going to take them to win the Stanley Cup, but uh, I think by the end of the year they'll be a top four favorite. For me, all I care about when it comes to the Panthers, and I told you, I I think they're really, really good, probably going to be one of the best teams in the regular season in the league. What I want to see from Florida is another playoff matchup against the Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay Lightning because it's just that's what the hockey world deserves. That's what we should get, and that's what I want to see. Patrick Kane uh, receiving his uh, silver stick tonight for 1,000 games in the National Hockey League from uh, Jonathan Taves. And in the Ducks and Jets game tonight, Connor Hellebuck against John Gibson. The winner gets the starting job for the Beijing Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, I don't think so. 
But it'll be it should be between those two guys. Yeah. Unless Spencer Knight works his way in. That's my dark horse. Really? That's my dark horse. This is different music too. Yeah. Feels good. Wait, kick Chapman out. You bring in it takes two people to replace Chapman, but the two people have done a good job tonight. Uh, Kira and Jared. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Jared? Don't let the he door hit you on the way out. Jared's rude to me every yeah, Thursday he said thank when you. I go Ten. on with the Maroons. Uh, we will chat with you tomorrow, Friday Night Hockey at T-Mobile Arena. Four to six, teeing up the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights in the pregame show at six o'clock.